Crescent City, also known as what, Michelle? House of Earth and Blood. Don't know why they decided to break the like the hierarchy of the type with that. I don't know what was going through their the. the I heads. mean, maybe it's really called Crescent City, and then the subtitle is exactly what we're reading. We could be wrong, but it's just no. <laughs> no, 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 Michelle, no, no. But I kind of wish it was just Crescent City. Yeah, right. I don't know. 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 <laughs> I don't know. But what I do know is you guys are listening to Lunch Break Podcast, where we uh discuss books. I didn't want to say discuss books. We read books, and then we tell our full opinion of it as the reader. Because we're not writers. We're not, like, English majors and know how to describe Like, No, we're no, like... We, like, talk about the characters. We don't really talk about, like, the scene and what, how, like, that made oh, it feel. Do. I mean, it's how we feel, but, like... Yeah. We don't know things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm on a roll here today. <laughs> if you're looking for somebody with, like, professional constructive criticism, it's not the podcast for you. We're just, like, avid readers who love reading fantasy. Well, actually, any type of book, we're, we're just here. Open. We're just here for the vibes. We're just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Just fucking happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got food, hot fries, uh, apple, green apples with honey on it, and Mike's Hard Lemonade. The hot fries are in a separate bowl than the apples. They're not mixed together. I mean, if they were, like, who's going to stop us? No. Should I try it? Please do. Okay. I'm going to put, okay, I got hot fry, I got I'll apple. I'll try it with you. Hold on. Spicy apple. You know what? Not bad. Not bad. All right, we learned something today. <laughs> All right, that's our podcast. Have a good night. <laughs> no, but yes, we listen. We're talking about part two of Crescent City, um, simply because um, I don't know what we were thinking the first time around when we thought we could finish this ninety-eight chapter book in three weeks. Um, <laughs> it's really ninety. I can't. Um, I oh, it's ninety-seven with an epilogue, but I just counted as ninety-eight. Yeah, but honestly, that humbled us. Uh, I didn't know who we thought we were, but we're definitely not them. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was cute. It was a cute idea at the time. Mm-hmm. But I definitely um, that it was a nice, simple, like simple and very soft, humble, like bitch could do shit straight. And I go, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but I am excited to get back into the portion of the book. Because so much has happened. Like, if we thought the first half of the book was a lot, so much shit went down in the second half of the book. Shit hit the fan once again. Uh, again. With these pigeons. <laughs> They're <laughs> angels, but I call them. Ah! <laughs> no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I like that. It went exactly like that. Uh, I don't know who was diving and who had machine gun, but yeah, hunt. <laughs> no, he didn't. He hasn't used his machine gun yet. <laughs> um, but this part. Um, first, I want to kind of before we really dive into it, Michelle, in the rest of the book, mm-hmm. I really want to talk about the characters and um and some of the secrets that kind of unfold with them because the first half of the book, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like it was really a lot of like getting to know the character, which all books do, mm-hmm. but it was like getting comfortable with the characters, kind of yeah. knowing who they are. And then I feel like the second half was like, well, I feel like the first half was like, this is who they are. There's a little bit of their background in their story. Right. And then I feel like the second half of the book was 
All right, well, let's see what the integrity holds up to. <laughs> right. When you put them in these situations mm-hmm. that aren't comfy. Mm-hmm. And let's just say they were not comfy. No. I don't cry. I mean, I do. I do cry a lot frequently that I like to admit. <laughs> um, but with books, I'm one of those people, like, I want to read about fighting, romance. I want to read the spiciness in the book. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of like, tearjerkers. Mm-hmm. Not because that there's not a good tearjerker out there. I just don't like things that purposely make me cry because I cry so easily anyway. So why would I want to do that? That's just like a Tuesday night. I feel like I just torture myself anyways with every kind of media out there. No. Just so crying at everything. No. See, it becomes less fun for me to read and less fantasy, more realistic. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm not paying $25 for a hardcover book for, but you know, like, stuff crying, I get for free. Crying could be totally cleansing, though. Yeah, but I get that for free in real life. I'm not paying $25 to get, to get cry. <laughs> I get that in real life. That's true. Wow. And it's free. Mm-hmm. Why would I? No. It's new what we're going to do. <laughs> no. But this book, like, this book, I loved, I loved every second of this book. Mm-hmm. I think she did a phenomenal job with, like, what I like to call, because I'm an anime fan, and you know what I mean when I say it's like fillers, where there's, like, kind of a, not a drop in the plot, but, like, it's just meant to kind of bridge over to the next scene or kind of. And I feel like she did a great job of toddling between, like, um, the actual plot story of, like, the mystery, finding out what's happening, Mm -hmm. and then coming back and still having my interest with developing the romantic relationship between two characters, between Bryce and Hunt. I Mm -hmm. think that kept me interested, so I never really got bored in the book. Yeah. It was not a boring book. It was not a boring book at all. There was not a boring scene at all. Um, there were some parts where I had to pause the books because I was like, no, this is not going to happen. And it happened. And that is why I went with this book, the series we've been reading, I bought two bottles of wine, each grocery shopping. Yeah. Yeah. But let's just talk about our girl Bryce for a second. Our girl Bryce, the half-fae? Yes. The main character? Yes. The party girl? The badass bitch? Yeah, she is a badass bitch. Mm-hmm. First of all, like like you were telling me about, she starts off, of course, with the party girl, but you definitely see with the characters that she's surrounded with that she's she's so she has so much heart to her. Mm-hmm. And she is genuine I feel like a very genuinely loving person. Oh yeah. With a lot of the shit that's happened, she's kind of got her guard up. Right. So loving. So. But she's so loving. Like she And they showcase that with like so many things with like, Lahaba, like freeing uh, Syrinx mm-hmm. and freeing Lahaba. Yeah, like she took on more debt for her own self. Because, yeah. The way she like turned Danica, like gave her spot to Danica for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Like she's a very like selfless. Is that right? In some ways, I think character the core of her is very selfless. Mm-hmm. I feel like in some ways, like in the beginning of the book, you see her party, and she's very selfish. Mm-hmm. I think with the amount of loss that she's had, because Danica was such a significant person in her life, that you really see that while she was selfish in some ways, she's very selfless as well. Mm-hmm. And looking. you definitely see like the character development throughout the book. Yes, of like how she be- is like um, from selfish to self yeah. to like this like. Um, hero. Yeah. Yeah. And then Danica, like, 
Dana, like they, her mom in the book, they paint her as kind of like a cow. Like she's a badass, but when she after she dies, she's kind of painted as a coward because of how she died. Because she went out screaming, like begging for her life. Which honestly, if somebody's going to murder you, I think it's a completely normal and natural reaction to fucking do. Right. Um, but they try to paint her, especially her mother, fucking. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Sabine. No, no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Her she, mom. She's a uh, horrible mother of the year. Like, you have to try to paint her. Mm-hmm. And everything that went down. I will say this, too. Going into the book itself. This, um, I should have mentioned this earlier, but towards the second half of the book, I definitely started to notice Sarah's writing. Because we've read Sarah J. Max's other books, like, well, Court of, was it Thorns and Roses? We read three of her books. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can read the fourth book because this is, was it Nessa, Nesta, whatever. Nesta, yeah. Her view, and I can't stand that character. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but Sarah has this habit of like repeating things three times. I can tend to kind of get it a little annoying because <laughs> she's like, I yeah. kept running, 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 running. You're like, okay. Oh. She's running. She did it. <laughs> and I get to put emphasis on it, mm-hmm. but. For me, I don't read it that way. I there's a, Throughout the books, like she's done that with this book. She's done that with the other books that she had. All three of her books, she's done that too. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I get it. She's running fast. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's another word in the English language that means running fast. but Sprinting? Yeah, exactly. But it kept going on and on and on and on. <laughs> I do like the writing style in this book compared to the her previous series that we read. Were those previous series like came out before this one? Yeah. That makes so sense. this is like the newest series she's doing, Crescent City. Because I was gonna say it sounds like her writing's gotten better. It to... feels like it has gotten yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more adult. I like that because mm-hmm. I'm an adult now. Are we? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this about the book. Like the first three books we read, uh, A Court of Thorn, Ro- Thorns and Roses, um, there definitely was spice in it, right? And I was kind of just because of mm-hmm. the, those books we read from her, I was kind of expecting that with this book. But I will happily say that we didn't even get a spice scene. Oh my god, the whole book was like a slow burn. A slow burn. I'm not upset about that, surprisingly, because like the first the first book we had one sexy scene. Mm-hmm. We had such a beautiful build up of the relationship where I was just like, ah! like, I don't know. Ah! Yeah. If I had balls, I got blue balls from it. But like, <laughs> there was one scene, and you know it, where there was no penetration. It was just like straight, like, did it happen? You're like, move on, let's go on to the next level. And then it stops. <laughs> and then, um, but that was it. And I'm not upset about that. For some reason, because I just, I understand that wasn't the gist of the whole book, mm-hmm. but I think she just did such a great job of having that slow burn not be boring and drag on, but it was just like, oh, God. when I finished the book, I was like, there's only one, I don't even call it, like, spicy. I would say, like, there was a spicy scene, but it wasn't, like, mild. Yeah. It was mild compared to the things she's written before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, like, hot sauce. <laughs> 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 it's not spicy. I wouldn't categorize it as spicy. Yeah. Just, I mean, I loved every second of it. Right. It was a huge, this whole book felt like a huge tease. Yeah. Um, oh. And then, like, at the it end. It was the foreplay. The foreplay. Yeah. It was like, it was a, 
It was a lovely fore- foreplay. It was a very long 98 chapter foreplay. And then like at the end of the book, I was like, okay, we're going to get the sexy scene we want, always wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then her mom calls and I was like, damn it, her mom cock blocked her. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious. But yeah, I do like how it's like a, this whole book is pretty much just like a, for, a foreplay. I mean, there's only so much you can do with Faye, Law, and Aura SVU. <laughs> like, dun, dun. yeah, da 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 da. These are their stories. Do the holla, baby. Happy seems I'm sorry. Yes, there's a lot of dramatic stuff that happens in the books. Like one of them, Michelle. What was what was one of them? Um, the hunt to get to that scene. It was. Bryce heard about a drug bust happening. Not a drug bust, <gasps> but like a drug a deal was going down. Yeah. And so she, she went to go my, uh Thorin, right? Uh Theron. Theron. My future husband. Yeah, she the the merman. My future Merman. Husband. Yeah. Keto. Um, I'm um Mrs. Keto. I don't know if I want to be called Mrs. Keto because I've heard some shit about what I don't know. But my man. Anyway, they jet skied out there. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> boom, boom. I, well, is it weird that my thought when he was just skiing, I'm like, are you a merman right now? Or are you legs? <laughs> His tail is like, Whoa! <laughs> His tail. <laughs> but thankfully, I think when I read a book, and I'm like, how does it, like, is this tail whipping in the wind, or does he have feces, right? <laughs> <laughs> was he on the jet ski, or was he swimming next to the jet ski? He was controlling the jet ski. <laughs> or the little boat. I mean, you don't really need to use your feet to drive a jet ski, so he could be merman. <laughs> Just, just like all the jet skis. Just tail out. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time I've had like a weird vision. Like it's the same author. Yeah. Or, was it was it the magic school bus scene? <laughs> <laughs> Culture Culture flying through the sky. So high. I, I could go high as high. <laughs> Take it. It was Feyre. Oh my god, that's my fault. But now I can see his tail <laughs> flapping in the wind. Now I need like fan art of this. <laughs> Riding a jet ski with rice hanging onto him for dear life. Well, tail no. flapping in the wind. <laughs> well, she wasn't scared. I can see her just on it, but she's yeah. just like, him just acting all cool. You just see his tail like, <laughs> <laughs> they're all serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> Um, that's canon now. <laughs> uh, so they go to this um drug heist, um, and they with the Viper Queen with the Viper Queen. We knew it all along. She was doing it. Fuck that dude. Uh, selling that synth, the synth drug. Anyway, uh, we find out that Hunt was there, mm-hmm. wheeling and dealing, trying to buy. Um, it's actually the opposite, but yeah. Well, it started out as buy, he wanted to buy it. Yeah. And then after a while, throughout the book, he realizes, like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be with Bryce. This stuff is actually really bad for us. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So he tried to stop the drug deal going down. But um, they got caught. Yeah. <laughs> by Micah. heartbreaking way. And by Bryce. And are you eating another one of mm-hmm. those apples and hot fries? First of all, ma'am, you are on a tangent. Don't mind me. I need my hot fries and apples with honey to do what I want. <laughs> now I'm doing it. So he gets caught. 
And is that when he gets his wings chopped off? Um, it's, it's or is that when he talks back to Danica's mom's a lackey? Well, the reason he gets his wings chopped off is because of the drug drop. No, Isn't I got it? it all backwards. <gasps> Sorry about that. Oh my god. Oh no, because he but he he gets his wings chopped off because because he talks to the shifter. Yeah, the shifter, and she's like. He talked back to me. He's a slave. What are you going to do, Micah? And Micah's like, well, I guess I have to chop your wings off for punishment. It's either that or death. In their culture. Mm-hmm. But though, the reason he really gets to chop off is because he's accusing Danica's mother of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks back. He gets his wings chopped off. And With that was way, pretty fucking horrific. That was dramatic as fuck. Yeah. That broke my little heart. I did cry during that scene. Yeah. Because, and then the other thing you find out too is that's not the first time he's got that punishment. Right. He's like, this is, he'll grow back. I was like, what? Is it weird that I just imagine his wings being like a weird baby bird wing? <laughs> oh, I was imagining like um, from Deadpool when he had his hands chopped off and yeah. then he was like regrowing the baby hands. Yeah. <laughs> and they're little baby hands. So I was like, yeah, baby wings. For sure. I'm like, yeah, ugly as hell. Yeah. They're all molting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why. So at the drug bust, she didn't recognize. That's what happened. She didn't recognize him right away because he didn't have his wings. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Putting it all together. Hell <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because of that drug bust, his buddies were pretty much like condemned to death. They were, they were crucified. One was crucified. One was like put taken. In a bottle. Put in a bottle to the, the bottom, bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. The and ocean. The ocean. The only reason... And then, like, hugging his wings chopped off was showing a bit of mercy. And I forgot the reason why he got his chopped off. Because the other guy was strung up on the cross, like, crucified for days until he got it on there. Mm-hmm. And then... And then Hunt was... His punishment for the drug bust was the um, getting sold back to yes okay Sabine. when he found out that his punishment was being sold back to Sabine mm-hmm. I I had to I had to I couldn't read the book for the, for the day like I was reading the epilogue but I can't read the book I was so livid I was like first of all fucking Micah who like but, oh my god I can't the, what the hell I think yeah and I knew Sabine was bad, mm-hmm. but I feel like for me, I didn't recognize how horrid she was until Hunt went back to her. Mm-hmm. Because like she's a psychopath. The other struggle when she's struggling because, and that takes a lot out of Bryce to be honest, mm-hmm. because you know she was falling for him or had. And yeah, she was falling for him. Yeah, she still yeah. Those feelings just don't go away. Right. And then realizing that. And then at the same time, in the book, she's kind of beefing with her fan fury. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because you found out some stuff about Fury and Juniper. Mm-hmm. That they're a thing. That they're dating. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I actually would like wouldn't mind a little like novella about their relationship. Really? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I'm not, I'm, I guess. Because I feel like the characters are there to kind of represent her past, but 
Uh, you know what I really, what story I really would like to hear? Mm-hmm. Is Hunt during the wars. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then his relationship with, um, with his sweetie <laughs> sister. What's her name? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's not Bryce, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this because I'm, I'm like holding it in there like a fart at this point. Mm-hmm. The part in the book that I like legit started crying at, not like a little tear drop beautifully sliding down my chocolate cheekbone. Yeah. It was Lahaba. Mm, yeah. I love that little sprite. Mm-hmm. Like all my fucking heart. And then to find out, I know I'm skipping a whole part of the book, but it's just something that's so significant to me. Mm-hmm. Because I think throughout this whole book, it's a great representation of like female, like friendship, but like female sisterhood almost. Yeah. And she loved Lahaba. Bryce loved Lahaba mm-hmm. with all her heart. And you find out in the midst of them panicking, like with Micah, because at this point in the book, I'm skipping a whole lot. Yeah. Micah's after her, Bryce. And he's locked in the bathroom like a teenage girl. <laughs> and you find out with them trying to escape and Bryce being injured herself and having, what's the little animal with her? The Sphinx. The Sphinx, yeah. And she's like, come on, Lahaba goes, we're not going to have enough time. I'm going to buy you time. And she's like, well, don't, because I just, like, I paid your freedom. Like, you're free. You're free. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. And she's saying, I know. I peeked in the drawer. She's and like, I've known for, like, a week or two or something. Yeah. And she says, I want people to know. And mind you, how this whole thing is going down. The cameras are in the Bryce's face. I know this doesn't make sense to people who, like, if you've already read the books, you know exactly what scene I'm talking yeah. about. Um. But she, there's a scene they're like watching almost, it feels a little bit like Hunger Games because of the view. Yeah, so like Micah comes to her shop yeah. that she works at. Bryce is there with Lahaba and Syrinx. Everyone else is at the summit. Yeah. And then she like uh, does, she calls her boss, Jezebel. Jezebel. And they connect to the, the cameras within the, her building. So it's like a so they they're watching danger everything. Only <laughs> danger only fans. <laughs> they're all, so they're watching everything that goes down uh, with Micah and uh, Bryce. Mm-hmm. And Lahaba telling Bryce because I don't think Lahaba at this point knows her being recorded. No. And yeah. she's like, I want everybody to know. Tell everybody that was my first piece of freedom. The thing that I did to save my friends. Yeah. And. She's like trying to break this wall with the powers that she has, and at the summit, all she, they so yeah, the glass all tank they could do yeah holding water back yeah yeah yeah, and all they could do at the summit because there was no they were too far away to actually help is they stood up and they put their hand over their heart and they saluted her as she died <laughs> because she's a fire sprite and then she got the removal like taken over by the water. The water is lethal to her because she's yeah, fire sprite. Yeah, and so she died in it and. She's like, my friends are behind me and I'm not afraid. I was like, oh! And like her like last words were, I'll always love you, baby. Yeah, when she said that, that's when I started ugly crying. She goes, I'll yeah. always love you, baby. Just in traffic. <laughs> oh, no, I was home. Luckily it was oh, home. Oh, good. I was home ugly crying in my living pool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm traumatized. (laughs) 
But Lahab is my favorite character. I mean, she has to be. I right. mean, I know there's great characters in this book. Yeah. But just because Lahaba was such an innocent figure in the book, she I feel like she's the symbolism of Bryce's innocence a little bit. Yeah. She was just too pure for this world. My favorite scene was the um, scene after she died where she gave her life to give her the precious few seconds to get out of there mm-hmm. and to grab the god killer gun mm-hmm. off the wall yeah, and load it. Badass Honestly, that scene wouldn't have made as much sense without all the um, the backstory that she gave earlier in the book mm-hmm. when they went to the gun range. Yeah. And two talked about her father, her stepdad, yeah. who taught her how to shoot the gun and like First be all, this like mercenary killer. Practically. Not her stepdad, her dad. Oh yeah, her dad. <laughs> yeah, the one who fucking raised her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was a total badass. And she was a total badass. She was on the synth drug, so she was like, ching, ching, bam. Uh, is that what the the syringe sounded like? That was the gun cocking and putting the. Well, oh, I thought you were trying yeah. to. T- <laughs> yeah, that's rude. <laughs> that was that was dope. That was dope. Yeah. And it hit him. It hit Michael when he came out <laughs> right after killing Lahaba. He came out that bathroom, and she got him right between the fucking eyes, right, right in the there. Mm. And then she said, "And then it didn't stop there. It didn't. She set his corpse right on fire. Didn't she? I think she cut him up. Oh first. yeah, she might have cut him up. She yeah. cut his body in half and then set him on fire. Mm-hmm. And then she used Danica's sword. She did use Danica's right, sword, right? Because everyone's like, where's the sword? Where's the sword?' And she's like, and I was like, oh, I bet it's in the office or like in the her her workplace because that's where the last time we heard about it was last. And, and then it like, gets even better after there it was cutting that shit up, cutting Mike up." So at this point, he's dead, dead. Like, yeah. he got shot in the head. And cut up, like sushi. Yeah. Like, su- don't even insult sushi like that again, <laughs> Michelle. Sushi is tasty. Mm-hmm. Like good shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, like sushi. Like sashimi. Like sashimi. Um, got cut up. Mm-hmm. Sliced up. Diced up. Burnt up. And then, what did she do, Michelle? Which is my favorite thing. When, okay, first of all, when this scene, when it was happening, I was in my car. And when she did it, I fucking was screaming in my car. I was like, fuck you! Yeah! Same. same. <laughs> she, she, she fucking vacuumed up his ashes. <laughs> she vacuumed up her ash, his ashes. <laughs> I was just holding him up. Hysterical. Like, she just dropped some chips just- Right, <laughs> and everyone's just like watching this happen at the summit, mm-hmm. and and then who was it? Someone was like, "Oh, what are you doing, Bryce? Bryce, what the fuck?" <laughs> oh, good times. That is my favorite scene, like mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, and made up like it was perfection. Objective. While I was still upset about Lahaba's death, the way she vacuumed up his corpse. Because he was ashes at this point. It's like a bag of chips she spilled on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it made me feel better. Yeah. Oh, it definitely made her death feel like Just it meant something. Yeah. Because yeah. you won't even, like, there would be nothing to send to the afterworld for him. Yeah. Good. Good. Piece of shit. Mm hmm. 10 out of 10. Death ways. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, sorry. I got excited with the vacuum. <laughs> There's no more chippies. <laughs> you can have this apple. 
the tiniest apple. But no chippies for the apple. I think, too, the other thing I liked when they were at the summit was, oh, it's going to bug me that I don't remember Danica's mother's name. Because I keep thinking Sabine, and I know it's not fucking Sabine. Because that woman should not ever have children. I know. It starts with an S. Mm -hmm. It is Sabine. Sabine is her mother. Okay. (laughs) So then, who's the bitch that got killed? Um, that's a good question. Should look that up. Yeah. So Sabine is the what's her name? This is how you know we we don't like this character because she we thought she was a man. Just totally forgot her name. Sandriel. Sandriel. That's what it is. That's right. So Sabine is Danica's mother. So correction. But this whole time, Sabine has been blamed. I don't know why. (laughs) She's been blaming Bryce for Danica's death. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets like. Part of me was like, I want to know what her fucking face looks like now that she's at the summit watching Micah admit that he killed Danica. Right. I'm like, now you probably feel like a fucking asshole mm-hmm. blaming this poor girl. Like, I know she didn't, but like, yeah. still. I'm like, now you look stupid. Now you look stupid. Yeah. Sandriel's the one that's cruel. Sandriel's the one that gets My, uh, her, her, Yeah, she gets her head you can even say chopped off. You can say tugged off. Does he rip it off? Yes. Yeah. Because they talk about her neck and how you can see it's jagged. So he clearly pulled it off. Yeah. Her body. Yeah. And you see smoke coming out of her noses. And her mouth. Because he uses lightning with her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hexum, right? What's her name? The witch queen? Hexaba. Hexaba. I like her. I liked her, too. I liked her character a lot. Um, she got rid of his, his angel, his, his, his crown of his the angel one cuffs. tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. The one that dampened his magic. Yeah. So she like slightly got rid of it. Cause there's a, there's a scene early in the book where he was like, when he brings, um, Bryce to her, cause she was, didn't tell who she was originally. Mm-hmm. And she was covering for her quote unquote sister, I guess. Mm-hmm. And was just a med, a medic, a med witch. Yeah. And she was helping with the uh, with Bryce with her leg. Yeah. And she says, "Oh yeah, the, the cuff, not the cuff, the crown on angels is not the best use of our magic, you know. Sadly." And he's like, "Would you remove it?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Would do me a favor and remove it?" And she said, "Well, what would you do mm-hmm. if you did?" And I love the fact because they he never answered. No, he just like stood silently and stared. Yeah. And but that stare said a lot. It did. It did. And then when she came in, because she also realized with um, Sandriel, Sandriel and her, not her beefing, but she knew there was a bit of a threat. So she was just like, let me just come over to my boy Hunt here and just happen and remove that crown. I think Sandriel said something to really tick off everyone in the room, right? Like something like she didn't really care about any people or something. I don't know. Something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, either way, Hexima was like, whoops, and then the yeah. crown was missing. Yeah. And then she was like, it was like, I don't know, it's like a, a trained dog where, like, she's like, let me just take this leash off of you for you. Mm-hmm. And Hunt went, <laughs> you're gonna die. Like, <laughs> he was like, it's Andriel. And then he like, I wouldn't even say snuck up on her at this point. He just counted just Straight up. Straight up. And Sandriel wasn't even paying attention. No. And finally comes up and goes, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Mickey Mouse! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> and then she did. And then and she it was did. great. It was glorious. Mm-hmm. Whoa! 
are you? <laughs> oh, we also find out at the summit. I mean, we knew beforehand. No, he never. I don't think he ever really showcased it. But you find out that um, uh, what's his name? Rune mm-hmm. has telepathy or something like that. Oh yeah, he like, can like yeah talk to you in your talk mind. to you in your mind, your mind in your mind's eye. <laughs> and yeah, that was the first time he he did it to hunt, right? Is the first time he did that? Yeah, he did it to Hunt. And then Hunt's like, the fuck? <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh. And he's like, nice power. And he's like, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Don't tell daddy. Don't tell my dad. Because <laughs> that's what he tells Bryce. Yeah. She's like, get out of my head. He's like, I'd like to keep it a secret too. She goes, oh, that's weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing also in the book that I love. Is there... Is Rune and, and Bryce... Their relationship and yeah, how it grows. I loved it beforehand. But when there's a scene when Rune legit thinks she's gonna die, yeah, and then he finds out even more that when she finds out that yes, I don't want to spoil that part with Bryce. Mm. I don't think that we should. Okay. When he finds out specifically about Bryce and what's happening with her with some of the abilities, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he realizes that she kept it a secret to protect how he felt, right? Because she also knew not just how he felt, but protect his his him with his father. Mm-hmm. I also knew that's the only connection. Because that was, like, the only thing that he cared about. Yeah. About Rune. And then, right. And then Rune, when he found... I like the fact when they meet up after the whole thing goes down, Rune goes straight, which is something I'll admit that I would probably do, where you don't really know how to transition to that to go into because it's kind of awkward. But it just makes it awkward. So he ends up transitioning to, like, oh, well, I tried calling, and this is what we did, and this is what we did, and yada, yada, yada. And then it just goes down to the point where he ends up just hugging her and Bryce describes it as him shaking and she knew at that point he was sobbing and he was just told her like why like and you could tell that there's legit love yeah because I think when Bryce skipping this part when Bryce was in so much danger she didn't think she would make it and she ended up calling Hunt at the summit and she was telling him tell my tell my mom that and that's one thing is when you find out with Bryce and her mother not just that they never got along but they're they're essentially the same person and when she was like, tell my mom I love her. And she's everything that I like you know, ever wanted to be. And he's like, tell my dad. There's a pause because her biological dad's there. And she's like, tell Rand- no. Randall. Randall, yeah. Well, Randall, that I love him. And I'm grateful. And I'm like, ooh. And then I'm like, yeah, Autumn King. You, you are a <laughs> I like how he, he held his breath, too. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck, fuck you, you, Autumn King. And then she's like, tell Rune. That I forgive him and that I love him. Too. I love him, and yeah. you can tell like his heart, like, and the fact that he saw like that's his little sister. Yeah, I don't know. I just love that scene because I think again, I think it's so normal to find in books where it's like they're half siblings. He's like, well, I'm full fame. You're not shit right. because yeah. you're yada yada yada. And from the beginning, from the get go, loved that. He's like, I think he, they even described it as being excited to know that he had a sister. Right. It's really nice to see that, like huge acceptance unconditional love mm-hmm. from them mm-hmm. but the autumn king be, he had the audacity to then call her mother and no, be like why did yeah. you tell me this yeah and, and she was like well seeing how you act with your son already she goes and you put your child your 13 year old child on the streets why the fuck would i tell you she was so excited to get to know you back then yeah. when she was young and then you just threw her to the curb. Of course Literally. she's not going to tell you. And then the fact that you felt that you still had access to that type of information. That you deserved to know. Right. 
good she didn't have anything to say to you because you're a shit father. You're a deadbeat daddy of the century. Mm-hmm. Last episode I said the year he's been promoted to century. Yeah. Hiss. Hiss. Talking about everyone at the summit, um, the only thing I'm like really miffed at about this book was that everyone at the summit stayed and watched her instead of helping her. Well, that's because remember because they're like too far. They're too far. They said it'd be like an hour to the beginning. Yeah, there. even flying an hour yeah. away. They did call. Here's the thing: Sabine was the one. They did call in essentially troops, right? Yeah, to go and help like, the ox guard or whatever. Yeah, Darren, my hubby, was calling people. He's like, bring them to the shore or yeah. take people down to like beneath the waters to save them. Yeah, because the gates were closing. Because hell literally broke loose. Mm-hmm. Sabine was the only one where they actually talk about. She's like. They're like, oh, you need to dispatch these individuals to these certain areas. And Hunt was like, we have mortals, we have the humans who need our help as well. And they're like, we have protocol. So you can definitely see why in the beginning the war started. Yeah. Huge prejudice is that the word I want to use, or like focus on the um, the you know yeah the Valerian. What is it called? The Fae and like all the magical people and versus the humans. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Words. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see where that difference is. Yeah. Where and so, but even amongst the angels themselves, like you have hierarchy. Oh you yeah. Have the archangels, and then you have like just regular, regular, regular angels. Mm-hmm. And they're even looked down upon. Yeah. Um. You you talk about like even Hunt's mother was looked down upon. And she was just a regular angel. Yeah. And then it goes even farther down the hierarchy and humans being on the last list. So mm-hmm. when an emergency hit, um, they weren't prioritizing the weak, like helping the weakest. They were helping the rich. And even Hunt at one point was like, why are you helping these rich people? They have essentially bunkers in their houses. They're fine. Yeah. You should help these people who don't have access to that type of like privilege or right. that security. And they're like, we have protocol. So Sabine at one point, <gasps> I remember something. So yeah. Sabine at one point, she was like, there's a protocol. We're sitting the wolves out to, to this area. Yeah. Right? And it's the rich neighborhood. Yeah. And then you hear about Ethan. Yeah. And he was there. And Ethan and Bryce have been not really beefing. There's a lot Ethan of. Ethan is uh, the younger brother of Connor. Of Connor. Yeah. Who died. Yeah. Um, he's and, a shifter. Yes. He's, he's a shifter. He's a. Isn't he a wolf? A wolf as well. Yeah. yeah. But he essentially cuts off that. He's like, I'm coming, Bryce. I'm coming to help you. Cuts off the location. She's like, you are ignoring a direct order from your your hiring here. And I'm like, ooh, he fucking hung up on you. He fucking hung up on you. Yeah. And then you hear Theron is like, bring people to the shore to help humans. Bring them beneath the water mm-hmm. or like bring them to the shore. And so at that point, you have like Broom, who's like telling his dad, and his dad's like, there's protocols. Like, there's fuck protocols. The, fuck the protocols. Like, there's people out there who are dying who need our help. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell their priorities is not to help the weakest. It's to help the richest. Yeah. And I'm like, and this is why, Autumn King, you ain't shit. Right, yeah. So, it was... So, I'm not really mad that they stayed at the summit anymore. is because I think it was more important for them to see what was happening with Micah. Yes, to really like view it and then also um i don't know um 
I think it was also a bad idea on them to like what you're saying about the protocols. Um, I think that in the second book is definitely going to backfire on them because, you know, the citizens, I can see them being pissed off because people hid behind this protection of the bunkers and like the the rich kept the poor out of the bunkers. And then, you know, they, they bombed the city, of course. And I just feel like there's going to be an uprising coming. I feel it too, especially since like you have these generals, governor, right? Yeah. Or people who are governors in general. And they're so powerful. And they're so powerful. And they did nothing. And they did absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. And then you find out the scary. It's hysteria, right? And they contacted, or even more powerful than them. They're like that the governors shut the hell up when mm-hmm. they're talking. So then you're thinking, all right, well, when this situation went down and it didn't go down well, I feel I sense an uproar. If I was the people of that city, I would be pissed. Yeah. I feel like the war never really stopped. They just. It's still going on. Yeah, I feel like they just um, oppressed a certain certain figures in there so that he didn't have it. But I feel like it's going to be brought up again mm-hmm. in this book. It's going to be a resurgence. Yeah, because nothing really got solved. They're not fixing the problem. People are still suffering. Mm-hmm. So then it's definitely more like, all right, well, uh, this is what we're going to do then. Right, yeah. This book was so juicy. It was so good. It was so good. There's so much. I think it's like, if you didn't love Hunt before, which, uh, you're crazy. You're going to love him now. Yeah. I love that man. Um, I still love Theron. Mm-hmm. I wish I see, saw more of him. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared. I've read some stuff. I'm scared. <laughs> um. Oh. I just thought of something. Bryce's mom, when she was cock blocking Bryce. Yeah. And she calls her, the first thing Bryce hears, she's like, Bryce? And you can hear her crying. Yeah. Because she didn't know if she was dead or alive. Right. She's like, Bryce, is that you? She's like, what the fuck? And as much as they fight, you can clearly tell it's all love. Yeah. It's all love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I loved his book. Yeah. And so tearjerker. I think my my favorite line of the book is when right before she did the drop at the end of the book with Danica and she was like, Light it up, Danica. Okay, it's a little cheesy at one point. <laughs> I was bawling. TM bawling. <laughs> But like it was a little cheesy. She's like, light it up. Like, give me the cheese. Just give me the cheese. Give me the cheese. I say cheesy, like at first she starts you, you it's like a whisper. She says, yeah. she's like, light it up. Yeah, like you think it's just in the back of her mind. Yeah, and then you hear she says it got strong. She's like, light it up. And mm-hmm. then she when she makes the drop, she goes, Light it up, Danica! Yeah. Light it up! And then she's like running to make that drop, and I'm just like, and that's after she thinks, uh Hunt to die. Yeah. Like she's trying to save him and she realizes her, uh, she, uh, another way to save him is for her to make the drop. Yeah. And 
when you hear like yeah at first it's a little cheesy but then like when i like when you think about the relationship that her and danica had yeah then, like there's a point in the even in the beginning of the book and i was like they've got to be more than friends just just how it was written but excuse me they genuinely they love family <laughs> they essentially bryce uh danica called her bryce's mother mom hi mm-hmm. mom mm-hmm. And, you know, Bryce's own mother was upset when Danica died. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just to show the depth of love that they had for each other. And I think that's one thing I really liked about this book is because I think it's so easy. I shouldn't say easy. I think it's so normal to kind of justify or showcase romantic love mm-hmm. and the depth of it. Like, that's expected. Right. But I really like that this book went more into, like, while there's a romance happening, it really talked about the depth of a friendship. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, it's it's just so heavy on showcasing like this true strength of sisterhood, of a friendship. Mm-hmm. It highlights the importance of true friendships. I've even heard people, like in real life, they say like, you can have a romantic relationship, but if you have like three, even one good friend, you'll have a friend, like your wife will be worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes like people just underestimate the power of friendship oh yeah i think so like society focuses so much on romantic relationships because you, you know, romantic you love, love you yeah romantic love you get married you have kids yeah. and there's like the cycle that continues but i don't think there's a lot like a I love think, of friendship yes mm-hmm. I, this is the first book i feel like at least off the top of my head that really showcases the strength of a friendship the love of a friendship because I've also seen that as well, where you can have friends that... Especially in adult books. Yeah, but I just think, like, you, see it more you can in have books. friendships that are um, just just as deep, mm-hmm. but to the point people, like, even, like, just because of how strong there was of a friendship, yeah. I was like, okay, they have to be a couple. But it's nice to show that it's not yeah. a couple. Yeah, it wasn't a couple. It yeah. was straight platonic. And I think it almost... It it almost showcases itself, but I think in the same way, just as deep as a love that Danica, uh, that Bryce is starting to have with Hunt. Yeah, that they have that, and I just, I don't know. I love that. So when you hear when I was thinking about that aspect, when I was listening to her say, "Light it up, Danica," I was thinking like that was her person, that was her absolute person, and with all the shit that she's been through, the sound of her friend's voice in the midst of her personal hell and the the havoc that was breaking or like that was happening around her and the first thing she did was run towards that voice and she made that drop like and the thing is too is people were telling her like to make the drop you have to have somebody physically there to, to like, anchor you to anchor you yeah and people were saying that she's not going to be anchored because Danica's dead yeah so they're like she's just going to die she just, and she, she didn't she showed them wrong <laughs> yeah but it's just like the strength of that friendship was so was, was so it, powerful. It, it, pers- it like went past death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And nobody, and I don't think, I don't think they heard that. No, I don't think they heard that at all. I think that was something that Danica was specifically speaking to Bryce about. And you remember in that scene, the part, the other part where I cried, mm-hmm. where at the towards the end of the book, where I think it is in the book, she looks across and she realizes. That like the what's the the death guy, you know, he like is keeper of the grave. I don't I don't remember his name, but yeah, yeah. And I think she said it was like as a thank you 
she saw they gave her like the reflection the rest of the, of the wolf pack, of the wolf pack. Oh, and that they was were really sweet there, I think. yeah and i was just thinking like that was her family yeah that was her family beside like that and it was like her family her. saying yes live for us yeah live, keep and you living. saw connor mm-hmm. and he kind of just waved at her and i was like hmm this is making me sad like like not sad like i'm like somebody died but sad like fuck they loved each other yeah and then I love that. I, I love that they showed true love mm-hmm. and it wasn't romantic towards, I mean, besides Connor. It's also, yeah. 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 Because yeah. I feel like they talk, everybody talks about true love and they right. always talk about it in a romantic setting. Mm-hmm. But, or they always talk about soulmates, yeah. right? And I, I believe more and more, like, they, you always hear about soulmates being like, oh, this is my soulmate, the love of my life. Like, and it's always in a romantic setting. And I've heard, I think it was from like a co-host, was like Adrian Houghton or Bailong, she's one of the two girls, she was a talk show host of like The Real. But mm-hmm. she was talking, I know this is a complete tangent, but it has to do with true love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or, or um, love of my life. And she talks about that as well. And she was saying how, like, I think, she says, I don't think your soulmate I don't believe your soulmate or the love of your life has to be somebody romantic. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think that is. She's like, some people wait to have that romantic love of your life. And she's like, sometimes the love of your life can simply be like, she, I think she said the love of her life was her sister. And I was like, I can see that. Like, because there's so many different types of love. I love that this, this book particularly showed, showed like her soulmate, her person is Danica. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I think that's such a special thing. Like mm-hmm. when you, the people talk about all the time, like, oh, true friendship or, or you know, like finding a good friend. And there's so many people that are, aren't, there's not that people purposely do it. I don't think it's like there's friends and then like it's, they're on a surface level. And then I feel like there's just like your people or your person. Your person, yeah. And those are your friends as well. Yeah. And I think that just goes, and the best way you can say is like, I love them. I yeah. don't, and it's a different type of love than like your partner or your husband, mm-hmm. but it's just as valuable. And I, I, I think more books should also focus on that as well. Like that it's such a strong bond that I've seen people just go like, are you like people correlated to like, being in a relationship, you're like, no, we're not romantic. This is straight platonic, but it is a powerful love. Yeah, and I love that. I think that's one of the one of the, my one of the favorite. This is the reason I like this book is mm-hmm. that it talks about that or it showcases that. Right. Yeah. 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 And that, is, and I think that's okay. That's why I didn't. I was okay with not a lot of the spice. You're right. Yeah, because the love was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know what to expect from the second book. Yeah, the girl at the smoothie place today was like, "Get ready," and I was like, "Oh no, oh no." Oh, I wish I got her name. Oh, I wish. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, we got to go back to that bookshop. Oh, oh no. What was it called? The um, not the bookshop. The the juice shop. Pure juice. Pure juice. And North Park. Shout out to the to the girl working at the juice counter. At We're Pure so juice. sorry we didn't grab your name. Well, um, the blonde hair is Michelle. And then the chocolate chip with his meat is Stephanie with an F. <laughs> with an F. 
we we were talking to her when we came back. We just we we went to this cool new bookshop called Me Cute, Me Cute, Me Cute, and it's a romantic bookshop. And we may have spent too much money. And I mean, is there is there such thing as spending too much money on books? No, 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 of course not. Especially the lady in line who told us told you to go buy the other book. Yeah, I was like, Michelle, should I go get that book? And I was like, maybe there's too many books. And she's like, no, there's no such thing as too many books. And I was like, okay, bet. And I bought it. And then she went and grabbed it again. Yes. Um. And then the other the girl was down the street, the juice shop, and she was like, oh, I've been wanting to go there. I get off at two. <gasps> she probably at the bookshop right now. It's oh, like three o'clock. God. I hope she's finding all the books. Bless. Yes. And so we were talking about that, and then it was like, yeah, we have like Crescent, we like Sarah J. Mass, and we talked about Crescent City. She was like, have you read the second book? And I was like, no, we just finished the first book. And then she was like, ah, right? She's like, I'm so excited. She says, okay, well, just get ready. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm in danger. I'm in danger. But we did give her a little card, so she checked out. I just did say, um, uh, am I visiting that shop again? Yes. Meet cute, yes. Mm-hmm. I hope I run into her again because I love the, the juice that she read, the smoothie she recommended, Paradise. Yeah, delicious. I kind of want to go back now. Yeah, and try it. Yeah, because you had your coffee before. Today. I had coffee. Uh, <laughs> no, but yes. Um, meet cute was where we went. I mm-hmm. bought new books. Bought I bought two books. Two I was books. gonna get one, but then I saw the second one. I was like, I had to get it. Oh right, and then. Me Cute's gonna have another book shop with a fizzery in it. A fizzery. But it's taking a little bit more because of fizzery. Yeah, they have to put all the pipes in. Yes. But uh, I will say this. I'll ask you this real random question. Is it a strange? Is it a strange? A strange. Is it strange? Okay. Is it strange that like you'll start one book and then you'll hop to another book without finishing another book? And then, okay. No. What is that? Because I find myself doing that. Book hopping? Yeah, like, I don't know why it's not, like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'll finish the books. Right. But I'll start, like, some, like, the books. But I'm you'll like, start a new one in the middle of the one that you're already reading. Yeah, like, one of the books I'm currently reading, like, mm-hmm. okay, so Katie Just, like, Rock, a hot pause, you know. I just want to switch up the, the mood, because I'm like, okay, well, I started reading Pestilence, mm-hmm. and then I'm, like, halfway through that, and then I got Neon Gods with the Katie Roberts. And I'm like, I'm just going to start over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's a little spicy. <laughs> I started a couple of other spices, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I always, I can't explain it for myself. Like why I think I'm currently like, I get excited about the book and I want to start it. And I don't have the patience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I really narrow it down. Though. Yeah. But do you do that as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't feel bad. Yeah. I think that's universal. How people do that. Thank God. Let us know in the comments if you do that. <laughs> Please let us know. But I'm excited. It is currently towards the end of the month of September. Can you believe it's fucking five? It's September. It's almost October. I know. And that means spooky season's coming up. And you, spooky dookie. Oh, no dookie. Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> but I'm excited. Michelle and I recently just have a meeting about what we're planning for December. Because you know our live show comes in December. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having it. We have some stuff for the new year that we're planning. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but yes, I know it's September and I'm already telling you about December, but that's all I'm excited when we have our live show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still going to work out the kinks. We're going to see if we can do it on Instagram and TikTok because I tell her all the time. There's people that sleep on TikTok with live shows and they got thousands of people. Trying to get that those views. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I'm just like, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited about December when we have our... I'm excited for October. Because of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And best up. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do. Yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I will say this. Did you have any cons with this book? No, not really. Um, I didn't really have any cons that I can think of. Favorite character? Bryce. Because she's so spunky and I really like her. I love Lahaba. Oh, God. I yeah. know she's a minor character, but La I. Lahaba. Lahaba. That's a good choice, too. <laughs> and then the word, the the important thing, because I know it's your cousin that always loves <laughs> How many sips? Any sips? How many sips would you give this book? Can. What is the cap? the level cap of sips we can do because like I know I mean, is it from like just like sips to like respectable sips or full on plastered um I feel like if you're gonna do number wise we've been doing five but I feel like we need to do ten okay um that makes more sense to me okay um and I would say number of sips and you can transition to like plastered if you want so what what would you do how many sips? 45. Okay. 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 45 sips <laughs> out of 10. Got it. Um, what about... Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> on the scale to tipsy to blacked out. <laughs> blacked out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I would give... Lemony seventy sips. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a number. Exactly. That it's unquantifiable. <laughs> Can't quantify it. Um, I loved this book from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart. It mended it, and it, it broke it again a couple times. It broke it again a couple times, and then it mended it with the power of friendship. I think we just are searching for friendship, and I think I have friends, Michelle. I know. <laughs> I do too. I don't know. I just, I think it's just so touching because mm-hmm. it's just, it's such, it's the human experience. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's the reason I like it so much is I feel like I can relate. I yeah. feel like there's people in my life where I'm just like, yeah, like I would, I feel like I, I'd be Bryce and I'd be like, light it up. Light it up, Danica. Light it up, Danica. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's why it resonates with me is just because it hits home. Yeah. I love books that just hit home mm-hmm. or that I could just see myself in. Mm-hmm. Cause some books I'm just like, okay, I know that happened. That ain't me. Especially if you talk about romance books and they get the spicy scenes and like, you ban his finger from here. I'm like, that ain't me. All right. I got like 4C, I got like 4C, 4A, 4B type hair. Ain't nobody <laughs> running shit through my hair. It's cold. <laughs> exactly. Stuck. I got a lot of hair. So when they talk about her blonde, long hair, I'm like, yeah, that ain't me. <laughs> That ain't not me. That's not me. But with this story, with the highlights of friendship, I was like, anybody could relate to this. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was powerful. And she, yeah. Strong characters. Absolutely strong characters. All no, throughout. Um, I hope we get some spicy scenes in the second mm-hmm. book. Because um, at this point, it's blue balls. And you can tell that it's blue balls because the cover's blue. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a premonition? I hope not. <laughs> and then happy to say that I found out that this is supposed to be a trilogy. I think. Oh no way! Yeah, I believe it's supposed to be a trilogy. 
And the second book, it recently came out this year. Yeah, I know. It's still in hardback, so I'm, like, waiting to buy the them in um, paperback. All right. Um. So the next book we'll be having is House of Sky and Breath. Or as a Crescent City House of Sky and part Breath. Part two. No, this is part, part one. Part one of of the second book. Yes. And what well, so part one will be in October. Yes. And then part two will be ending with this book in November. Yeah. Um, Our last episode of the year. Yes. Because as you guys know. December is our break time is a lot, but that is also the time we do our live show. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. Um, we've already talked. I know it's early, but we've already talked about what we're doing for the next year and like how we're gonna bring some stuff. So I'm already excited about that. Yeah, Michelle and I are on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, we will see you guys next time in October, part one mm-hmm. of Crescent City. House of Sky and Breath. Crescent City. <laughs> do, 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 Sergey Miles. Anyway. Okay. That is so tricky. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we see you guys next month. Bye. Bye. Light it up, Stephanie. <laughs>